0: Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast with Michael and Kiana. We are here to discuss life's everyday circumstances from the perspective of an everyday couple. That's us. If I'm being perfectly honest, the world is challenging our righteous desires to become better men and women. With Christ, we believe it's possible to overcome the world, live intentionally, and experience joy. So, let's jump right in to this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Kiana. And we have a special guest here today, Coleman, our S- little son.
1: Say hi, buddy.
0: Say hi. He's just playing with a bottle and uh and a pen on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: We thought we'd try something new, shake things up today.
0: And we brought him with us because we're gonna talk about uh play today. Um we wanna talk about just like how our experience has been with Coleman and him learning play Mm -hmm. and uh, what some of our thoughts are on that. Uh, But before we get into that, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to everybody who uh, commented last week or on Facebook or, or wherever Uh, people texted me personally, uh, well us personally. And um, we just appreciate the support. Um, It was really hard to do the episode last week, go listen to it. It was about fighting pornography. Um, talking about our personal experiences. More importantly today, uh, well, not more importantly, but <laughs> but uh, we wanted to kind of shift gears to a lighter topic and, and uh, talk about uh, play this week. Uh, but there will be a lot more conversation around uh, pornography and we're mm-hmm. committed to fight it. So if you want to fight yeah. it with us, then then uh, follow, subscribe. So all the things. Yeah, but yeah, we really we,
1: we really appreciate the feedback and all the people that reached out. To say like, hey, thanks for talking about this. Like this is something that we're going through too. It really, really meant a lot to us. So
0: Yeah. It was really it was really impactful for me because it was a hard thing for me to do, Mm -hmm. especially. And I just feel very empowered after it and I feel ready to to fight this evil, this horrific evil. Yeah. Yeah. High five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So play. Oh did I hope that yeah, Coleman!
0: He's <laughs> playing with my bear kid right
1: now. <laughs> so, Go ahead. so play. It's it. When we think about play, we usually think about, I don't know, kids on a playground, kids coming up with games. And we are going to talk about the importance of our children's play, but we're also going to be discussing the importance of play as an adult because we can get really caught up in... The hustle culture, just this busy, busy, busy. I have to be productive, and we forget to take that time to play.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> um, and it's so it's so important for our mental health, for our emotional development. It's so important for our relationships.
0: Yes. Yep. So, and and it's all like intertwined too. Like mm-hmm. we we one thing that we talk about, we've talked about together a lot is how adult play and like children playing like kind of go hand in hand or are very similar. Mm-hmm. Like can be very similar. Um, like we always talk about how Coleman is working. For example, right now, he's doing a lot of work. We don't ever let him in this room. Yeah. <laughs> so and we barely even child proofed it, but we're just kind of letting him like roam free and, and do his work. work. You know?
1: But yeah, for kids, their their work is play. He's got a little cough right now. But their Their work, their livelihood, (laughs) you know, what they spend most of their waking hours doing is playing. And it's really interesting to see with Coleman because he sees my work, my chores, laundry, dishes, cooking. He sees that as play. And he says, I want to do that. Yep. Which is just so cool. So not only is his play work, he's moving around furniture or moving around objects. He's also trying to come into my world and learn how to stir things, learn how to turn the faucet on, take the, the laundry out of the washing machine for me. And yeah. it's just really, it's really cool to see that work and play do not have to be separate.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Sorry. i my voice is bouncing. As I'm <laughs> bouncing on my lap. You want to say something about play Coleman? very good very good um yeah i i wanted to say too like today i observed that like you put a blanket in the in the washing machine and he immediately went over because you left the door open so he immediately went over to to close it and was like trying to push it shut and uh well and also sometimes he'll take uh, his his uh, like diaper. Uh, he knows how to, to throw away his diaper. He throws away his diaper. He like does that stuff. But to him, it, it's really fun. He's liking like and on the floor just now, he was just putting a pen inside a bottle and seeing how <laughs> that worked. So yeah, it's just really cool to see like what he finds interesting mm-hmm. um, and how it, it like is work, it is play. And that's what I think we can learn as adults is like, you know, being childlike isn't necessarily like, just being ridiculous or playing with plastic toys right um, I think that there's just play to be had more in in our everyday life mm-hmm. you
1: know? and I actually took a class on play and we studied this one psychologist who studied a lot of play and he his main premise was that kids learn the most through play and we can see this through how they learn to manipulate toys how they learn to interact with other kids on the playground in the school setting um they just absorb so much of the world around them
0: yeah. and so
1: it's so important to just to let them have that time yeah and something that michael and i have talked about i think quite a bit is that kids don't get enough like unstructured playtime
0: yes there's
1: a lot of organized activities for children and these are good things sports you know extracurricular theater groups it's it's good to be involved in something that your kid might develop a passion for or um, a real knack for but it's equally as important to have Free time.
0: Well, and like think about this. Like, when was the last time that you had experienced play yourself, right? So mm-hmm. like there you know, and, and just like think about like when when was the last time like you just let yourself free to like be able to play? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: And I can answer that question. Yeah. We we went to California this weekend and yeah. um Coleman and I were playing with his cousins and you know, there was a certain part of me that still had to have mom mode on and to make sure that Coleman wasn't getting hurt. But our sweet niece, Juliet, Do you want to sit with me? Our sweet niece, Juliet is so good at coming up with games. And we just had so much fun playing. We would play ice cream shop and... Um, I'm trying to think of what else I guess you weren't really there for a lot of it Yeah, I was
0: was hanging out with my brothers and stuff
1: I had a super sore neck So I told Juliet Okay, I am feeling really not good right now So I can only play from the couch Let's figure out a game that we can play where I'm sitting down And she came and did a full beauty salon for me She painted my nails, did my pretend makeup Brought me a bunch of jewelry It was so fun
0: Yeah Kiana is, like, a, a kind of a favorite uh, aunt because she's so <laughs> willing to, like, play. You know, where all the adults are like, let's just hang out together. We want to do this, you know? And, uh, you know, but, like, whenever someone's like, let's play hide and seek, you're like, okay. And, like, I'll start counting. It doesn't matter if she's pregnant. doesn't matter if she's sick. doesn't matter if she's hurt. You know, she's just ready to play. That's sweet. Um, so it, it's... I just think that's, like, really really a, an awesome trait that you have um that i'd like to learn more of you know like for myself yeah. so like because i have a hard even now i have a hard time letting go because like i'm in a room full of my expensive equipment and we just put coleman on the ground <laughs> so like this is kind of an experiment for us too um you know but for the most part like he's doing good every mm-hmm. now and then he'll try to get into something or press a button that could like turn off the computer but like
1: <laughs> but like no big deal yeah well i would say that you're really good about letting go letting go and playing in your own world yeah like when you're ready to like relax and unwind yeah and just like play a game do whatever you want to do you're good at letting go of the stresses of whatever else was going on
0: that's true in my own world yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's hard to figure out how to engage and play with other people yes
0: yep uh you know which I think is something we should just talk about for a second too is like mm-hmm. how do we play like with other people uh you know where it's a fun experience yeah right because like it's one thing for you to be able to let go mm-hmm. um but what about other people who come in like because everyone comes in at a, a different level right of openness mm-hmm. for that experience right kids have an easier time playing together just because they're they're naturally more open to it. Yeah. You know, the younger you are, the more open you are. Mm -hmm. And then we get to like teenage years and, and it starts to get a little bit harder. And then as adults, like we could honestly like have play dates together, even better if we were just more open. Yeah. You know, and that may makes it kind of sound weird, but, (laughs) but it's like, you know, honestly, like if we were able to, you know, like go to the park or like go out and throw a frisbee or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be. It could be kind of structured. Doesn't have to be like fully structured. Mm-hmm. And and just like have a good time. Yeah. You know.
1: I think the struggle with being like a young adult or an adult, right? And like making new friends is finding common things that you all want to do together yes and because there is this expectation of okay if we're going to hang out we need to have a planned activity right otherwise we're just gonna sit around and look awkward at each other
0: (laughs) yes well that's what i'm saying is like we have walls and barriers like more things like i feel like i'm much less willing to go out and play kickball than i was when i was a kid
1: oh i have been wanting to do a kickball team (laughs) for like a whole year.
0: And that is true. That would be
1: so fun. Okay, this summer. Yeah. Kickball League. This is a
0: good place to do it too up here mm-hmm. in College Town. Um, but yeah, like it, it's just it's just easier to like keep to yourself mm-hmm. when you're an adult. And, you know, like if there's something that you're just like, it just doesn't sound as fun. And you don't have to do it, you know? And that's, yeah. that's okay to have some barriers. I'm just saying like to what extent are we going to keep ourselves from having a fun experience yeah you know i mean even it, like just have a couple things on your list that you really you're like i absolutely don't want to do this <laughs> i think that's probably okay but it's like you know because like you've tried and tried and tried mm-hmm. and it's just like even if you try to let go you're just like it's just not fun <laughs>
1: That's like, that's like my dad in board games. He would always say it when I was a kid, he'd be like, they're called board games for a reason. Yeah. He hates They're called them. board games.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, so like I do have those things and I get that. But also like, I think we limit ourselves a lot more than mm-hmm. we should. Like we have a lot of barriers. Yeah. So... That's kind of my point to that is like, we could have more fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's a good spot to start talking about maybe like risky play slash like rough and tumble. And I know that that's something that you've kind of been learning a, yes. a lot about recently. Yes. So maybe let's give us a little rundown of what you've learned.
0: Yeah. So uh, I listened to a podcast with uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, he wasn't specifically the one talking a lot. <laughs> Uh, funny enough because he does talk a lot typically but he had somebody who was like really um, good at rough and tumble play like growing up he was good at it and then he used that to like create a program Mm -hmm. Uh, Well,
1: so what is rough and tumble?
0: yeah yeah okay so rough and tumble play is um, I probably would say the best way to describe it is like rough housing kind of a thing Um, which all parents are like no rough housing no rough Mm -hmm. housing right especially inside Um, but like, essentially this person was like, there's a level that everybody needs to like, kind of like be, be rough with each other, get physical. Um, even women, like he has a lot of women in his classes that he Mm -hmm. has, but he says mostly men, mostly men have this feeling or need that like, they need to like wrestle. Yeah. Like at some point. Right. And so he's like, if we just like take that away Then they actually don't calibrate like their muscles Mm. well enough. Mm -hmm. Like they they don't know their own strength well enough. Yeah. So like they're more likely to hurt somebody if they become aggressive at some point. Yes. Um. Where people who are (laughs) used to roughhousing won't hurt somebody necessarily, uh, because they know their bounds. Yeah. They know when it's fun. They know when it stops being fun. So he talks about that that importance with boys, but then he also says for girls. And this was really interesting but he's like for girls um they associate most physical content either or contact with um like either abuse or you know uh like sex or Mm -hmm. something like that right
1: it's like just the two extremes right
0: and he's saying well sex is good but it's like it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be going from like a handshake to like you know sex right like so he had girls in their in his class who like they would do uh, not like physically wrestling each other like he didn't have these classes where they were just like get down on the <laughs> ground and wrestle but he would have them do some physical challenges together um, and it would involve some physical contact and they found it was so fun and they realized that like they felt like more confident about themselves. They realized that physical contact was actually playful and fun in certain situations Um you know, and then not discounting when actually like bad things happen, but it's like it was also kind of recalibrating like the mindset there of like, um, you know, like what is um, allowed, you know, in, in physical contact. And it, like it doesn't just have to be with your husband. You should be able to, uh, you know, have physical contact with other people, you know, growing up. Yeah. And and then, you know, when it, you do start having sex, it, it becomes a higher form of play. Instead. That's so yeah. cool!
1: I love that.
0: Yeah.
1: So I I learned about rough and tumble play in my play class, and um, the example that they gave us was this kindergarten teacher actually, really, who would do it with his students, and his students had to like have a waiver signed beforehand, but it was a really good way for children to learn. Learn their own strength, like Michael was saying, but also learn boundaries, how to set boundaries for their own bodies. So when they, so they had a rule whenever someone said like, no, or too far or stop, like everyone had to stop. Right. And so it, it creates this confidence in your own voice. Like I can advocate for my own body when something doesn't feel right, when something is hurting. Yes. And I know that my playmate is going to be respectful of that yeah because too often in rough and tumble especially amongst siblings it's like okay we're going at it until one of us is in tears and then it's not fun
0: yeah no then it really isn't but well here's something that was kind of interesting from the podcast though Mm -hmm. is they said that was part of the calibrating process if somebody got hurt and stopped Mm -hmm. playing you play a little bit less rough the next time
1: yeah because you want your playmate to come back
0: yeah exactly or you you still like play rough but then you're like i know the boundary mm-hmm. um uh the guy on the podcast also said that they were doing studies of like dogs and st- not him but that he had read some studies of of dogs that would bite versus dogs that wouldn't and usually it was the dogs were playing together a lot yeah and so when they were biting when one dog was bit too hard it mm-hmm. would just It would just go away. That was their natural thing. They'd be like, No, I'm not gonna play anymore. Yeah. And so then it caused the dog to bite less hard. So he was just he was just nipping. He was using his mouth for play, but it wasn't a hard bite. Yeah. Um, and then they found people who were like mimicking that. So they would play with their dog, and then when the dog would bite their arm too hard, the trainer would say, Okay, now leave.
1: Yeah. Like And then the dog
0: would feel like, Oh man, I need to Mm. bite less hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Well, and that goes along with how We need to learn natural consequences. Something that Michael and I have talked about quite a few times as we've started to take Coleman into public (laughs) settings to play with other kids. We'll go to the library and it has a great play area. And you see all these moms hovering over their kids. (gasps) Stop. Oh, don't do that. Be gentle. Oh, be careful. You're going to hurt. And then it's just you see the kid physically tense up and... Say like, oh well, I'm not playing right. Like I yes. don't know how to play apparently because my mom keeps telling me I'm doing it wrong. So Whereas, they're not
0: calibrating on their own. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah.
1: And and another thing is that maybe Coleman goes up to another kid and takes their toy. Well, Coleman is a baby. He doesn't understand that that made that kid upset. Right. But this three, four-year-old, this older kid, sometimes even a five-year-old won't try to take the toy back from coleman yeah they'll say mom mom and they want their mom to step in and fix their problem yeah and so not not that i this these are all just observations and like conversations that michael we and i don't know had. a lot of
0: this firsthand <gasps> yeah. yet and i was so gonna say take I, it as a grain of salt
1: i haven't looked into the professional research and studies behind this, but I do wonder what would happen if we would interfere less in our children's play.
0: Yeah. I think there is something to be said about that. I mean, that was what was talked about on uh, the Jordan Peterson podcast, which we'll put in the description below. Um, and, and it is really good just, just to like allow our kids to calibrate, like go through that frustrating Mm -hmm. process. Uh, one more example, Coleman loves to like grab and scratch my face and pull my hair. But just recently he's been very like gentle because he knows that when I when he grabs and scratches, I pull away and I, I put him aside. Mm-hmm. I say, "Sorry, you can't do that. you can't be with me you know and do that." Um, but now, like it, like even though he does like to still crawl on my head and I'm like,, ah, he's very soft, like he's really gentle. With it's me.
1: so cute and he just wants to give all the love.
0: Oh, Down my microphone. <laughs>
1: a good little love tap from Coleman. <laughs> yep.
0: So it, it's just it's really rewarding to like let them explore, and you know there are bounds. Like right now, I'm not letting him get to everything right now, and that's why he's like, Wah. but um, at the same time, like we are letting him explore the room. And you know, something too is is uh, it, you know if they are doing something that's kind of frustrating, sometimes you just give them something else to explore. Yes. You know, and you just you. You're you're giving them more opportunities instead of taking them away. I think mm-hmm. that's like better uh, for their play instead of just being like you have to sit here until you're good. Yeah, it's like no, let's let you explore something else and then come back to this. Yeah, right,
1: totally come back to it maybe when yeah. I
0: mean especially at his age, older. he doesn't understand consequential thinking yet. Yeah, uh, and that's something we can talk about in another podcast too. Consequential thinking because mm-hmm. our young kids they really don't get it for a long time. Um, some kids don't learn it until they're teenagers not saying that and that's too late that yeah, is actually that's too late a little dangerous uh but but that's like the reality some kids don't even learn it till then but there is a kind of a nice time that that happens um a little bit past where coleman is mm-hmm. uh when he starts to you know actually formulate words and then and then see things that, you know around three or four you can start learning or whatever yeah. uh on that front
1: so we also <laughs> want to be mindful we know that not a a ton of our listeners have, like, are parents of young kids. Yes. So what does play mean in the sphere of maybe a college student or an empty nester, someone who's in a different life stage than us?
0: Yeah, I I think that, uh, like, especially in college, I feel like as you go through high school and then get through college, you become more and more closed off, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if dating isn't going as well as you would like. Um, or maybe like some of your friends have just changed. Um, It's hard to like deal with that. So, you know, what my recommendation would be that as a college student, uh, you just take more opportunities to just get out of your shell. Just keep, just trust, just keep trusting. It's hard when trust is broken with friends or, you know, with whoever you meet, but it's like, just realize that like, everyone's kind of going through this. So just like be the person who helps other people play. And I I wish too, like when I was single that I would have gone to more events. I I did like stay inside a lot. When it was like, there was something fun going on, like Frisbee out in the field or something like that. Just, Just go do that stuff, you know? Even if it's way outside your comfort zone.
1: Absolutely. And something that was really valuable to me coming out of this class that I took was reflecting on my own play experiences as a child and when we when you look back like I want you to take a second and look back to what your favorite things to do were when you were a kid and a lot of the experiences that my classmates and I shared were outdoor actually Out- outdoor activities when we were playing with the neighbor kids we yeah. came up with a last minute game of kick the can or we invented our own little worlds that was one of my favorite things was creating worlds and and characters and rules for this world yeah so I I would encourage you to look back and see what was fun to you as a kid and then see how you can maybe fulfill that same that same activity now as an adult. I know there's a lot of people who love playing Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons because it's that world creating, yeah. that character. That is creating. a good
0: form of adult play.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just getting outside more.
0: And find play. Uh, I would also say this: find play in in uh, school, find play in work, like find play wherever you go, because uh, if you can. If you can find play in those areas, like the things that you're already doing, especially if you're really busy, Mm -hmm. um, you're just going to enjoy your experience a lot more. You know, like despite maybe physical, emotional pain you might be going through, just just, uh, you know, find the little things that that spark joy Mm -hmm. and spark some play, you know, especially to those around you. Uh, make it a community thing so yeah. and leave us uh, some comments on what you think helps you with play we're not the professionals we're just saying <laughs> what we wish we had done or what we have observed so yeah. like leave a comment on on uh, what you think has helped you with play
1: um do you want to jump into your spiritual thought
0: yes uh so <laughs> yeah yes we love the spiritual thought the spirit uh we had our general conference for our church the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints <laughs> Uh, that was over the weekend, and I'm just going to share a, a thought from um, our prophet and president of the church. He had a really good conversation about like politics. Actually, usually you don't hear much about that um, in general conference. And just considering some of the things we've talked about recently, I love what his thought thoughts were. So he he was really concerned with how much contention there was. Uh, contention meaning, you know, fighting, uh, name calling, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's been going on in the political sphere, and uh, he just said, "Hey guys, it's up to us to be peacemakers in the world." And I really love that. So I'm going to share a quote. He says, "You have your agency to choose contention or reconciliation. I urge you to cho- to choose to be a peacemaker now and always." And uh, just want to say, like, regardless of our like maybe political views, opinions. Um, uh, sides on things. Um, you know, there are things that are even temporary. Even some of our opinions will be temporary. I just want to let you guys know that, you know, it's okay to have opinions, but what's really important is especially to us is people. We're really concerned about what people are told and what they're listening to in the world today. And we want people to feel empowered in their situation, no matter what they are and, uh, not give in to this whole victim mentality. Um, so, you know, but ultimately we, we just want to, uh, like become peacemakers ourselves and, uh, and, you know, find good change in the world, uh, find compromise. Um, so I just like those thoughts cause it, it kind of rang true to me. So.
1: Yeah. I love that. And my scripture I wanted to share goes along right along with that. And it's John 14 verse 27, where it's Um, Christ is speaking and he says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And I just love that. That's the message that the savior constantly gives us every single time we turn to the scriptures. He is always offering us peace and, um, peace of mind, peace of heart, peace in our circumstances. He's always telling us like, don't, don't worry so much because I have you and you're going to be okay with whatever comes next, as long as you stick by my side. And I think that it's really, it's really easy to forget that. And it's really easy to get caught up in the noise of the world when really, when, we just look to Christ, we can find our ultimate source of peace.
0: Should we talk about uh, our messages to men and women?
1: Yes. If I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't prepare one <laughs> until just now. <laughs> and it's going to probably be the same message that Michael has. Oh, uh, really? Let's go. Three, two, one. Let, Let go, go, and go and play. play. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> I knew what you were saying as at the very end. <laughs> that wasn't going to be my message. Well, kind of, but oh. go ahead.
1: Okay, so girls out there let go and play find time to let go of whatever is holding you hostage whatever's stressing you out play with your kids play with your spouse play with your boyfriend play with your friends like go do something fun because you will be a much better woman because of it
0: i love that uh men Men, I would like to say that uh, you should also play. No, but I, I, I want to say too, like, and this is, I want to gear this maybe towards uh, some single men first and then and then to uh, married. But uh, single guys, uh, ju- just take some time to, like, get off your phone. Like, seriously. just Just shut the phone up for a little bit and uh you know just just feel a little bit more free from that just go out and and do something fun go make some somebody happy you'll feel a lot better about yourself if you go and and uh, try to help someone else engage in play and they will be too uh just just do that because uh, men we fall into depression a lot uh with some of these things so stop feeding into it and uh married men i just say uh, take more time with your kids um every stage is just it lasts so short. And uh yeah, what do you think, Coleman? You think that's a good idea? I think so too. So it it's uh it's really fulfilling, so please do that.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Sorry it was a bit of a shorter one. Um, but we really appreciate you guys coming back and reaching out to us. we Would also love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Find us on Instagram, reach out to us on Facebook, email us, text us, whatever the works are. And of course,
0: thanks, Coleman, for joining us uh, as our special guest. Our
1: special guest (laughs) with the best sound effects. And we wanted to say that we are taking next week off for spring break. Yes. So use that opportunity to catch up on an episode that maybe you didn't get to listen to. And with that, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.